welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets, your favorite dairy podcast that's designed to deliver a quick recap of some of the key fundamentals that took place this past week. Of note, butter reached yet another all-time high, trading as high as 325 per pound, but ultimately settled at 324 per pound. Overall, every product on the CME spot market recorded gains this week. Otherwise, it was a relatively quiet week from a data release perspective, though we did finally get some figures for European milk production in July. Fonterra also released an update on their offer volumes heading into next week's global dairy trade event, and there was a World Agricultural Supply and Demand release from the USDA that gave us a better glimpse of feed supply expectations on a global scale. Lastly, the Highgram team of analysts put out our very large comprehensive forecast report that features all major global fundamentals impacting prices here at home as well as abroad. In case you missed it, our team does now offer select quarterly forecasts for New Zealand and European dairy commodities, as well as U.S. domestic CME products. I think we should kick things off discussing your updated outlook for U.S. milk production. Lucas, how does that sound? That sounds great. Yeah, as you mentioned in our big forecast report this week, I did update our model and push our milk production forecast out through the entirety of 2023. It was getting to the point where we really needed to put some numbers around that, even as we've been discussing it now for the past few weeks. Think more near term, though, looking into August, we have a 0.7% estimate for milk production growth in the month. That data does come out on Monday the 19th. So if you're listening to this on Monday morning, today is the day we get that data. Into the next several months, I do anticipate growth. That's kind of a combination of both uh, additional cows in the overall herd size and a return to more normal milk per cow growth. Into 2023, it's a little bit more challenging to kind of uh, show exactly where milk output will be, but I do anticipate growth throughout most, if not all of the year. But the big wild card is exactly how much that growth will be. I think over the next few months, a combination of where milk prices go and where feed costs go will be really critical to margins throughout 2023. And that will kind of drive the trajectory of the herd size and yield growth into next year. I think the bottom line is, even as our forecasts are right around the 1% mark in 2023, it's still a far cry from the kind of 2% growth that we were used to over the past uh, several years prior to the pandemic. Um, lots up in the air, and we'll discuss it a little bit more on our webinar as well. If you missed that on Friday, we do have a recorded copy, so feel free to tune into that if you're a customer. And I have to ask, because you know it's got to be on so many people's minds, was this the last high we see for CME butter prices? Uh, that is, that's a great question. You know, we've, if you've been listening to our podcasts or reading our content, High Ground has been bullish on the butter market for months now. I think it was back in the second quarter that we forecasted a new record high would be hit that, as you mentioned, we did achieve that here recently. It's kind of uh, interesting to watch these markets. You know, the past few trading days kind of fell off that record high that we did set earlier this week. If there is kind of another squeeze or if end users do become kind of concerned again about uh, availability here, there's certainly a possibility that we could run back higher. I think the bottom line is lots of volatility expected here. 
Uh, it was interesting to look back at seasonalities in 2014 and in 2015. Those highs were around the third week of September, which is kind of about where we're sitting right now. So I think over the next week or two will be a critical point for the industry to get some clarity around exactly where we sit on supplies and exactly how buyers are feeling about product availability into the end of the year. Awesome. Thanks, Lucas. The day after the 15th, of course, means that we have our webinar, as you mentioned, later this afternoon. So we're definitely looking forward to that. But can you give a broad overview of the domestic U.S. fundamentals impacting our existing milk price forecast? Yeah, of course. I mean, as usual, lots of things going on, but it seems like even more variables over the past few weeks kind of influencing where exactly we think we're going on prices. Of course, all those milk price forecasts are available for customers in our forecast report. A few different things, just kind of a broad overview, Alyssa. I think economic uncertainty and the continued rampant inflation continue to be a big driver there. Uh, we haven't seen it too much in the data yet, but still a lot of questions around how consumers will react to price increases at both restaurants and at the grocery store level. A few other things, kind of watching, of course, the feed harvest and, and where corn, soybean, and alfalfa prices settle out and how that looks for dairy farmer margins next year. Watching the strength of the U.S. dollar and its impact on U.S. exports and overall global dairy trade around the world. Lots of uncertainty in China as well, uh, not only weather, but COVID lockdowns and kind of waiting to see if they come back to the GDT auction in a big way. Energy prices, shrinkflation, lots of issues kind of influencing our model here and where we go from here. Of course, uh, as I've mentioned a few times, all of it written extensively in uh, this week's report. Perfect. Thanks. Uh, shifting to Europe, July milk production figures continue to show weaker collections versus prior year from Germany, France, and the UK, but ultimately the month turned slightly higher, up 0.4% from a really weak prior year, uh, but still positive nonetheless. However, data from Sweden does remain missing, which may bring the overall growth figure slightly lower, depending on what that looks like there. Germany's negative July print was the 14th consecutive month of losses as farmer margins lean unfavorable and herd sizes continue to trend lower. While losses are seemingly muted from Germany and France, the fat and protein levels in milk are much worse off. German fat content in July dropped 1.5% from prior year, with protein levels down 0.6%. France's fat content in milk dropped 1.3% from prior year, with protein down 0.9% from a year ago. While Dutch milk production was higher versus prior year, both fat and protein in milk fell 0.9% from prior year. So as you can see, those solids continue to struggle. Yeah, lots to watch here in the coming months. The winter will certainly be interesting, I think, given current economic situations and energy costs. Anything notable from the Southern Hemisphere? We did get Fonterra offer volumes this week. Yeah, so Fonterra ended up reducing their whole milk powder offer volumes by 2,000 metric tons over the next four events, while increasing skim milk powder offer volumes by 9,650 metric tons through the end of the season. 
Fonterra highlights product mix optimization in line with expectations for the co-op to make less whole milk powder and push milk toward higher value commodities as well as products. Um, that skim milk powder fat revenue stream has outpaced whole milk powder since last August. So stay tuned for our comprehensive analysis next Tuesday following that event. Well, thank you as always for listening and we look forward to hopping on next week with even more insights. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Thank you.